All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. So happy that you're here with me today because we have a fantastic guest that I know you're going to just love. On the show with me today is Jeff Gardner. He is a romantic visual artist, a pioneer, an unconventional designer for his sustainable label, Prophetic. Hi, how are you, Jeff? Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, guys. Good. Yeah, awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into not only just fashion in general, but how you got into sustainable fashion and what kind of led you in that direction? Sure. Um, you know, I started off in 2000 um, and I was in Franklin, Tennessee, working with a bunch of music artists and bands. And uh, when I got into developing out um, like printing you know, the graphic t-shirts, et cetera. I learned about Plastisol inks and how bad that was. And anyways, I just, and I got into dyeing clothing and it was just very, very, very dirty. And coming from a, you know, farm country, I was like, this, this is not good. So, you know, I've always been on that trajectory of problem solving and trying to find cleaner solutions for fashion. So it's never been like, Hey, I'm going to go organic or green or sustainable now. It just, always been a train of thought so I think it's the farm boy mentality maybe I don't know yeah, yeah I love that I love that and so can you tell us a little bit about what did you discover when you kind of were learning about the toxins and things that are in clothing what did you kind of discover that made you really start thinking about that well you know it has to do a lot with our you know our labeling process our our you know there's no regulation policies etc in fashion so typically, you know, like in the food industry, what you what it's made of, obviously, legally, you have to put the ingredients on there for the consumer. Well, in fashion, it's not that way. I could basically, let's say I make this hemp shirt, I could say it's cashmere, I could say it's silk, I could say whatever it is, and nobody's going to regulate it. And now the consumers, like our grandparents would be like, they'd touch it, feel it, know exactly what material it was. But today's society, nobody really has that unique understanding what textiles are, you know, majority of public. So there's a disconnect. And so I'm, you know, they're trying to get more policy uh, passed, but it's, it's a long process. So, you know, there's, there's definitely a need there for more awareness to just allow everyone to have an educated decision. So say you're, say you're a new mom or, you know, you're breastfeeding, et cetera. You want to know what's in that bra that you're wearing. You know, and you want to know about nylon and polyester and what that does to your body. And so I'm trying to get people to understand that what we put on our bodies, our skin, you know, naturally we were designed to be nude. Um, So whatever we put on our skin is going to be soaked in um, and it's going to go into our bloodstreams. It's going to cause a synergy of effect to our bodies, whether good or bad. And that's an understanding that we just don't either want to pay attention to or we don't care enough about or we just don't know about so yeah so that's what I'm trying to do yeah I love that and I think honestly we're just getting to sadly as a society we're just getting to a point where we're realizing all of the things that are being put in and on our food but I think a lot of people don't think about our clothing and what we wear and what we put on our bodies and sadly there's just as much chemicals and bad things on on all of those things as well correct yeah, correct. I, you know, I had this conversation earlier uh, with my wife and basically, you know, I see all these guys on their podcast and doctors, et cetera. And they're, I'm like, I just want to see, well, what are they selling? You know, and they're talking about, 
nutrition and this and that. And they, of course, have a nutritious, you know, a new product they're trying to pitch and say, and it's a cure-all or I don't know what, but not to say that that's a negative, but simply it's a distraction because it's more than what we eat. It's definitely what we put on our bodies. It's definitely what we clean our, our houses with. It's our, you know, up to our car seats. Like, do you have leather? Do you have vegan leather? Do you have cloth seats? And, you know, as our cars heat up in the sun, it off gases into the cabin. You open your door, it goes straight into your lungs. Well, you could get lung cancer from that mm -hmm. and never smoke today in your life. And so that's the kind of disconnect that I'm wanting to kind of put together. So people, it's not a just this crazy puzzle that everyone's like, I just, I don't understand. It's like, everything's doomsday. Everything can cause this. I was like, well, it's simply, you break it down to bioaccumulation, right? So, you know, just your cleaning products, just use seven generation, you know, use borax for your laundry or, you know, just kind of simplify it, change your sheeting. Your intimates should be natural fibers. You know, that's on your body all day long. Um, and then obviously there's the food stuff, but I, you know, our bodies were designed, we have mechanisms inside our body to kind of filter out our food. Yeah. Again, we don't have anything that protects, you know, once it goes through our skin, there's no filter. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm trying. I'm just trying to get level playing field to like the focus needs to be also on that. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the cars and how they heat up because that's absolutely true. And I think another thing that people don't realize is that you step into your car on a hot summer day, you could be breathing in a ton of toxins that are just as detrimental to your health. And so I thank you for mentioning that because I think that's a really important piece also. And as you mentioned, we were really designed to be, I mean, we're animals, honestly, if we, if we think about it naturally, we're just animals like every other mammal on the planet. And we were designed to be nude. We were just, we weren't designed to like drive around in these cars and, you know, do all the stuff. That's not really what we were designed to do. And so it's all very, um, foreign to our bodies, even though to us intellectually, we're like, oh yeah, you get in your car and you go to work. Our bodies don't really understand all of that. Right. And so right. I think what you're doing and the message that you're trying to get out is so important and so wonderful because there really are so many new modern things that have so much detrimental effects on our health, even though, we've become accustomed to needing them in our lives and, you know, to function in a way that we're used to. And so, you know, it's really great that you're really pointing that out and, and taking a stand in your own um, fashion business and in your own career to really put that in the forefront. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, you know, I've just seen too much in my life and, you know, my mom passed a breast cancer. I lost a child at age three because of toxins. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of impact. If you start asking around your friends that, you know, they've lost somebody with prostate cancer, breast cancer, et cetera. So, you know, if that's coming in your intimate arena, obviously it's affecting pretty much everyone. So yeah, it's, it's, it's time to have these conversations and not to be shy and be like, Hey buddy, you know, I know you think you look hot and you're like nylon spandex boxers, but you know, you really should start wearing natural or him or something, you know, because prostate cancer is a huge thing. And yeah. so, you know, it's this, these kind of awkward conversations, especially with men, they're like, I'm tough and, you know, I can survive forever. I'm like, okay, I get the hunter mentality, but, you know, there is, there is some science behind it. Um, 
but I think, you know, women are more open to the idea of like, you know, what these, you know, fabrications, these textiles can, can do. Obviously you got, you're working with dyes and these dyes, synthetic dyes are petroleum based. <clears throat> they have formaldehyde, heavy chemicals in it, right? What does that do to a woman's beautiful body that is so, the synergy of your hormones are so, it's like a beautiful, finely tuned Porsche engine. Like it's something gets out of touch. It's going to create a shift in your body, shift in your emotions, shift in, in this and that. And so there's a lot of hormone disruptors in these synthetic dyes and span, spandex, especially the TDI. So you got, you know, these Lulu lemon or these, you know, yoga pants that a lot of women are wearing all day long. So yeah. obviously there you'll see this, this effect happening. Um, so that's, that's all, I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that nobody's, these companies should be doing education. They should be doing their own regulation, their own policies, their own saying, hey, if you wear this, this may cause X. But the reason why those labels are ever put on something is because probably someone gets sued. And so it's a liability. So it's not because they, they know it and they want to protect everyone, but it's because they got sued by someone and they're like, don't want to get sued again. So they put that label on there. Yeah. It's, such, it's such a weird, if you really break it down, you know, it's a weird thing that we think we'd be protected with by consumer goods and stuff that it's if on a shelf or in a grocery store, there's no way it can harm us, but it's not the case. Yeah. You know, so we almost had to do our own kind of research and policing and yeah. Um, yeah. It's a little bit more time consuming, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So can you, um, just for people who maybe are new to this or who are really trying to learn about exposures and things that they're coming into contact to, can you just kind of give us what your um, definition or explanation of a sustainable um, is and kind of what that looks like and what type of fabrics you use, what types of things do you consider safe? Um, any of that kind of information? Yeah, so to simplify it basically i would always look for natural fibers why because they're porous in nature they allow they allow breathability they allow sweat water to, to permeate so they allow it to pass um, that's important because your bodies are designed your skin's designed to off gas toxins mm -hmm. so sleeping at night imagine you're in a polyester sheet well polyester mimics is biomimicry so polyester mimics hemp so basically they created polyester laboratory. I think it was a DuPont family in the forties or somewhere during the war. Um, maybe it was 35, can't remember exactly, but simply it doesn't allow any water to pass. So that's why it's important. So as a boxer, it doesn't allow any, any breathing to happen in your scrotum area. Well, that's important because if it doesn't allow breathability, it becomes basically, it just, it's an incubator. Right. So that's important to understand that kind of that little bit of science to know that, okay, it's important that the fabrics breathe. Yeah. And that's why people break out in rashes. Like for example, Delta airlines, they sued Zach Posen because he uh, made the uniforms. Well, then he sued his manufacturer because basically they were made of polyester. So they'd be wrinkle free. Yeah. And these California students were like, they're like, we're breaking out in rash because they use a purple dye, which is heavy, heavy, uh, with 
with metals, et cetera. So anybody that has a skin sensitivity would definitely react to it. So you're up there in dry air, recycled air. And so obviously your body's saying, hey, something's not right. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of that that goes on that people don't quite understand. So that's why you want breathable fibers. Yeah. And obviously to go beyond that, you want natural dyes so that things that are dyed from plants, because again, imagine I have a beautiful wood wall and then you, you put toxic paint on it. Yeah. Well, then the beautiful natural wood will not be breathable anymore. It'll be the pores will be clogged with that, right? So it's the same idea. So whatever touches your body, you obviously want to make sure it's as natural as possible. So, you know, at this point, most people are like overwhelmed. They start looking at what they're wearing. They're like, oh no. <laughs> so I always say the easiest step is like change your detergents. Your detergents are have a lot of toxins in them. Uh, because these these companies obviously do their marketing they've been having the same ingredients forever and they basically legally don't have to disclose it to the consumer because it's their secret ingredient that makes it smell a certain way well that smell is an addiction you know it basically they know that that person will come back again and again and again because they associate the smell with cleanliness you know right. it's like pa pavlov's dog or something so it it's interesting. So that, that keeps people. So if your mom or your grandmother washed and X, I'm not going to say name, it, yeah. they'll, they'll wash, you know, and continue and continue. So they have lifetime family, lifetime, you know, consumers and, and supporters. So that's the reality that we need to like, so that's the first easiest step. And then beyond that is like your sheeting, your bed sheeting, make sure it's cotton and you can find that everywhere. Um, and then obviously there's more steps after that, but yeah, that's the easiest thing to tackle. I think that most yeah. people can do. So. Yeah. I think that's a great, that's really great advice too. And I can, I can attest to that, that, you know, when I really started revamping all of my laundry detergent and all the cleaners in my home, my husband really ha held strong to his dryer sheets because of the smell and the nostalgia that he had to it. And I was like, listen, <laughs> Like we, these things have to go, but it definitely, you do have like this nostalgic connection to certain smells. And I don't think that people realize that that's really what it is. It's not that you really feel like that product is cleaning so much better or it's doing such a better job. It really is just like this connection to it. That's more emotional than, than anything else. And it's not really necessary to use. Um, and especially not good for your health. Yeah, it's like pheromones, you know, they, they, I mean, these scientists know what they're doing. They know how to put these ingredients in and get you addicted. I mean, that's the that's the game, you know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, I love what you're doing. I love that you have not only gone out and made this amazing brand that is sustainable and clean and safe. You also have um, an undergarment brand as well. That's a different name. Is is that correct? Yeah, I, I call it Wolf and Rose for his and her, but it's it's you know it's prophetic intimates, but. Um, but yeah, I just, I started it because I never wanted to do anything commercial, but I did a kid's line years ago and I saw the impact on that to kind of start that education. Um, so I was talking like these, having these talks and you'd at the end of the conversation, you're like, well, where do we go for like hemp intimates? I'm like, um, I have no idea where to send you. So then I just, I was like, I can easily make some, it's fine. I'll do it. But because I never wanted everyone to think I'm doing this to try to sell a boxer. I'm not yeah. like I, I believe me, I don't I, I, I 
pay for everything that I do. It's, it's all me. It's like, I'm not making money. It's just like, this is simply to bring awareness and to give people a, you know, educated decision because I believe in it. I want, I don't want anybody to suffer. Um, so that, so I created it to give that option because people are having a hard time finding intimates. You know, the laundry detergents are easy, sheeting's easy, but intimates, they were like, they were finding bamboo stuff. I'm like, guys, no, that's, that's greenwashing. I'm sorry. I go, it's, <laughs> you know, and so it was frustrating because, you know, these companies will do it and bamboo is like a cheap fabric. It's low tensile strength. Um, the synthetic process of, of breaking it down, it leaves chemical residue. Like, it's just not the best solution. It's like the entry point. Obviously, bamboo is better, better than polyester. But um, so I was like, you know what? I can do it right and, and offer that. So that's why. But yeah, it's called Wolf and Rose. Yeah, I love that. And, and you're right. I think there are a lot of people out there that need options. They need to know where to look and where to go. And so I think it's great that you created that and that that's out there. So anybody listening, if you are looking for something, definitely go look for Wolf and Rose. I think that's a fantastic option. And, you know, for, for a lot of people who really want to make changes in their lives and, you know, in their detergents and their clothing and whatever it is to really become healthy, um, as, as healthy as they can in their environment. I think a big difficult kind of stepping stone for them is where to start. Like, what am I looking for? What labels do I need to read? And I know that it can get overwhelming for a lot of people because a lot of people that I talk to are like, well, what is good? (laughs) You know, like, I know all these things are bad, but what is good? Like, what do I do? So that can be really challenging. Yeah. I mean, the easiest thing is like, if it's plant-based, obviously that's, that's, a positive and if there's like you turn the bottle over or turn the, the fabric tag over you don't know what it is like just just research it in a credible source and find out you know and yeah. but again it takes a little research you know right now because there's not a curator of goods so to speak that's trustworthy that doesn't have a hidden agenda to say hey this product is serves this purpose and it's pure and da 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 so we need we need that at some point. I hopefully we'll get that. But again, we're on a commerce based system, so it's 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 hard to know because yeah. every, everyone's always pitching or selling something. So right, yeah, yeah exactly. Do you think that we will? Um, and and I ask you this because I have my own answer to it, and I'm just wondering if yours is the Ooh. same. But right. do you think that we will get to a point where? as a society, we're more health conscious, we're more aware of the things that we're buying and what's in them. And we're more um, looking for more things such as cotton and plant-based and natural dyes. Do you feel like we're, we're going to get to that place? I think so. It's, it's going to be a slow haul. I mean, I, I, five years ago, I was, I was saying that everyone would like polyester wouldn't exist anymore. Like if you walk down the street, people were like, I can't believe they're wearing that because education would be so aware like you'd kind of walk 10 feet away from them because of the off gassing yeah but it hasn't come to that yet i haven't seen it yet that'd be funny though um but uh you know i don't know i think because all the mixed mis- mixed messaging i mean they're talking about i don't want to go too much into it but they're talking about this like circular economy circular system basically allowing them to continue using polyester so what they're going to do is melt it down, break it down, re-spin it into new polyester thread and use that. Right. But the reality is they're saying everything can be recycled. That's not true. 
only like 10% is recyclable, whether or not people actually recycle it. That's another thing. So again, it's like a play on words to get people the idea that it's recycled polyester, it's reusable and this and that and these key terms. So they're still drinking water out of plastic bottles. Well, that's never going to be good, no matter how you spin it, <laughs> because, you know, the bottles themselves, you know, they obviously leak into the water itself. Yeah. So they store it obviously in warm buildings or whatever, like it, it's going to go, that's going to go into your body. So, and not to forget the packaging obviously cannot be recycled and uncertain, you know, depending on the plastic they use, but yeah, it's, it's really, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I, I think because all the mixed, mixed messaging, all the greenwashing, it's kind of, it's, it's keeping people from, from downloading the exact information and then saying this should be stopped yeah. because they're kind of, the companies are helping justify like what I call half-assed solutions to keep their finger on the pulse and in the game. So they don't have to change their entire you know, fabric sourcing or textile sourcing or, you know, change your product line or, you know, they yeah. don't have to, they don't have to build the Tesla Giga factory. They can continue using their old factory yeah. and do, doing the same thing. But, you know, and it's a scary, but people are like, well, a lot of my like friends who are like business owners and, and major capitalists are like, Jeff, you're like, so what happens as companies go out of business? I'm like, yeah, but then there'll be new companies that will grow and do it the right way, the way it should be done all along. So we need to like get rid of the, you know, that old mentality and move into this. But it, I don't know when that will take place, but it does take more education for consumers and consumers to demand it. And that's always the thing. I mean, the companies will follow the dollar. Tesla showed you can make money off electric vehicles. Then everyone else follows suit. They didn't follow, do it first. And then, you know, right. so now they, they see it's a moneymaker. So they're going to do it. And that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I love that answer. I, um, I agree with you. I do think that eventually we'll get there. And I think what you're doing is a great step towards that. You know, you're offering people better options. You're out there creating these options. You're designing them. You're making them. You're getting them out there. So I think that's a huge step. You know, you and I have in this conversation is a huge step because we are then getting the word out to people on what's dangerous and, and kind of what's safe. And so you know, I, I feel like as long as there are people like you and I, and there's so many other people that I've met on my podcast, if we continue to kind of get these words out, I feel positive that we'll eventually get to that place. But like you, I don't know when that will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it'll take time, but I think, you know, history always teaches that at the end, you know, it, it, it does when something's been exposed, you cannot hide it forever. And it will eventually take place and eventually evolve, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, before we run out of time, I just want to make sure that if there's any um, information, any place that people can find you, any any resources that you'd like to share where people can find more information, anything like that that you'd like to share, I want to make sure I give you time to share any of that. Sure. I mean, simply our website's prophetic.com and wolfandrose.com. And uh, you know, we got some information up there, but I tell everyone just email us if you want more detailed information or any science articles or links, etc. You know, that's part of what we're doing. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's so great. And guys, I'll make sure and add those websites to the show notes too, so that you can find them. And again, Jeff, thank you so much for everything that you're doing for one. And thank you so much for joining me on the show and, and sharing all of your information with us today. Great. Thanks for having me. All right. Absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. For your own risk-free AG, plus 20% off, and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune, or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add athletic greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.